4: or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop what you're doing right now. It's another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effects Podcast Network. Cheer! What's happening? We have a bonus episode from my guy, Greg Kading. Um, Phil Carson, who was the only FBI agent to ever investigate the Biggie Smalls case, believes the hip-hop star was shot dead by a hitman helped by two crooked LAPD cops. Um guess apparently this guy, um, Phil Carson, he's making these um allegations, he made some allegations on the podcast, of dossier, which he said would blow the lid off the unsolved case and expose evidence and force uh, the original FBI investigation to be reopened. Um, we have Greg Kading, um he's going to rebuke all that.
5: Yeah, you and know, I would love to, I'd love to have the opportunity to kind of respond to the, you know, the claims that he's making. They're tired old allegations. This all goes back to the Russell Pool era of the Biggie Smalls murder investigation, and these ideas that these um, rogue LAPD cops, David Mack in particular, was involved in the murder at the behest of Suge Knight, and then the LAPD covered it up. Well, and it was an interesting theory, and it's a theory we looked into when we investigated this originally, but at the end of the day, it's a theory that is just built on nothing but opinion and speculation, but yet it gains traction when it's not challenged. And so that's what I'm doing right now is to challenge Phil Carson to any type of debate that he chooses. And I want to challenge everything that he's postulated and said that, you know, in, in, the, in the general public, the audience is hearing his side of the story and though you're only hearing one side of the story, then you tend to believe that it could potentially be true. And so I would like to challenge um, th- those assertions that he's making um, and to deal with him directly, and if not, then I'll do it indirectly. I'll sit here and refute everything that he said on your show.
4: Yeah, you know, and, and the truth is now coming out, man. Uh, 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 that's the uh, way they're um, fixing it, right? That the whole LAPD, you know, orchestrated this whole elaborate cover-up to just go out and murder Notorious B.I.G. First of all, what is the motive? What would be the motive behind the LAPD just getting behind and go murder a hip-hop star? I don't understand it. Right.
5: So he's going to claim that it's financially motivated, that David Mack did it because Suge Knight offered him money. Uh, but it goes way beyond the LAPD. If you follow his theory uh, that, he's, uh, that he's postulating, you're talking about people from the FBI, people from the U.S. Attorney's Office, people from the District Attorney's Office, the LAPD, gangsters, all of these people, informants, everybody collaborating together. <coughs> And If you do the work and actually figure out how big of a conspiracy this would demand, it becomes absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like all these people aren't going to work together for what? Mm-hmm. To risk their reputations, their professional lives, all of this in order to cover up a murder or a rapper? Give me a break. It's ridiculous. And you can. It, but if people don't know better, if they're not armed with the um, the, the the counter. Equation, yeah. then they
4: assume it. Well, you know, uh, Big Gene Deal, you know, Big's bodyguard man. He said he identified who he thought the suspect was, and um, Carson is like, um, he's going in with that. He's saying that this guy pretty much has already told everybody who the killer was and everything. Um, I don't know, man. Um, what do you think about? Do you think Gene knows who did it? Who done it?
5: Gene don't have a fucking clue. At all. He was in the car ahead, and he looked behind him. The shooting already took place. He didn't see the shooter. He didn't have a clue who did it. But he, because he had already had some kind of little eye-fucking contest with some guy in the parking lot, he assumes, well, I got a bad vibe from this guy, and he looked at me in a certain way, and so therefore that must have been connected to the murder. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he identifies early on, Shortly after the murder, he identifies some guy from a six-pack who has nothing to do with anything. It was just a filler picture in a six-pack. And Gene says, well, that looks like the guy. Well, guess what? It looks nothing like Amir Mohamed, who he then later claims was the shooter. So if you're a witness and you say, well, this is what the guy looks like, and then later on you pick out a picture of a guy who looks absolutely, completely different, then what did you really see and what do you really know? Because there's no consistency and what you what you claim to have seen.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the thing that the Carson guy said, man, he said he saw pictures of the two alleged crooked cops at the Peterson Museum in L.A. the night it happened. Um, but he said as soon as he started to solve the case, that people pretty much went out their way to discredit him. He said that there's this big scandal going mm-hmm. on, people are trying to discredit him. Um, what do you think about all this, man?
5: Well, he deserves to be discredited because what he's promoting is bullshit, you know, and it's not doing any good to anybody that actually cares about the truth of this matter. And so he claims what I, what I believe he's claiming is that there were some surveillance photographs of an individual that he says that he'd seen. And then when we he then when he went back to meet with the LAPD and look at the files, mm-hmm. that that picture is no longer there. Well, every single picture from the Peterson Auto Museum surveillance cameras are in the case files. I have every single one of them. And so even if we removed them, those videotapes were still at the Peterson Auto Museum for anybody to go and subpoena. We didn't have the originals. We had copies. And so what good does it do us to remove a photograph that we know somebody else can go get otherwise?
4: Yeah, well, you know what he said is um, that attorneys for the city of L.A., you know they were being sued by Biggie's mom at the time. You know Miss Wallace, rest in peace. They told him he could not testify in the cases that might cause them to lose. He even heard tape recordings where a senior LAPD official told the LA Times reporter to discredit him. He he don't know what he's talking about, and he could derail the investigation.
5: Well, he had a beef with Chuck Phillips, right? So that's the LA Times reporter he's talking about, mm-hmm. because. Chuck Phillips had an in at the LAPD and was getting information about what was happening in the investigation, and that rubbed them the wrong way. They didn't think this stuff... And it shouldn't be out there, but it was. So mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. But, you know, the, the, uh, the idea that this whole thing was a big, massive cover-up and conspiracy... All you have to do is sit there and think about what it would take to do this, and then it becomes so implausible. It just falls on its face.
4: Now, what do you think this guy's motivation is because, like, um, you know, how many years this has it been? Since all you're doing is opening up real, rehashing old wounds for these family members that don't have to live with this stuff and now you bringing some other stuff up. What do you think, like, everybody's motivation is in this?
5: Well, that's a great point. So here's a guy that claims that there was this big cover-up, including his own agency. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in order for this to work, his own agency had to collaborate with the LEPD, mm-hmm. And he's claiming that this was all, you know, a massive uh, effort. Well, what does it say about him that he believes that and then continues to work for them for 15 years before he tells his story? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so
4: you just think like right now,
1: man. think about
5: that. Yeah. Like-
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential and sometimes controversial list.
3: There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyoncé's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table
7: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: What, who, what kind of integrity do you have to where you believe this is a truth, but yet you just settle into it for 15 years Before then, you come out and go, hey, by the way, 15 years ago, I was really uncomfortable with this situation. There was a cover-up, and I'm good working for them for the, you know, for the duration. Mm. Come on.
4: What would you have to say to these, like, if you was in here, um, and so you said you are willing to debate these guys openly about this, right?
5: Anytime, anywhere.
4: Well, you know, I I know um, Gene Deal. I know him. We can set that up anytime. um, We can get... um, Mr. Carson, he's more than welcome to come on, man. We can set up a Zoom call, and um, he bring his facts. And I know you have the real facts, true facts. Um, I think a lot of times, man, we got a lot of hocus-pocus journalism going on now, man, and people just rehashing certain shit because it's going to get some numbers or whatever, going to get mm-hmm. some attention. No disrespect to nobody. If you believe in what you're saying is true, come talk to Greg about it.
5: Absolutely. And I, nothing against the dossier files and their podcast, oh, no, no, but the thing that they don't know what to challenge them on, mm-hmm. you know, they're not being objective observers. They're just like, okay, here's your platform, tell your story. But you know, the truth is an unchallenged lie,
0: mm-hmm. right?
5: Exactly. And so you got to challenge these things. If people are interested in what happened, then you got to, you, you, everyone has to stand and, and face each other and go, well, here's what I know. And here's what you claim to know. And, know work it out so that's what i you know i'm hoping to do because it's important enough to 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 work towards that
4: so if gene deal was here right now what would you say to him
5: give me an opportunity to speak because what's going to happen with gene is he's just going to try to railroad you and bully you and over you know you're not going to have an you're not going to have an actual debate an intelligent you know respectful debate I'm going to say a thing, and then Gene's just going to, you know, because this is his style. He's just going to like overwhelm you with attitude. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to say, if there's a debate, it has to be moderated. It has to be done professionally, and it has to be be done. It has to be done in a way where people have an opportunity to talk, Mm -hmm. and in, in, you know, and to share the information they have to offer.
4: And how about if Mr. Carson was sitting here right now? What would you say to him?
5: I'm embarrassed for you. That's what I would say to him. I'm embarrassed for you, and you're an embarrassment to your agency because you should know better. I, I believe you believe what you're saying, but you don't have the due diligence done to go out and publicly say this. You're accusing demonstrably innocent people of horrific crimes. And that's reckless, and it's irresponsible, and it's unfair. For what? For what yes, kind it's not
4: of stuff? It's definitely not cool. And you know, I, I just think about this man's kids, man. Um, a lot of people still hurt by that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think you ever truly get over death. You just learn how to cope with it. And you have people bringing up this stuff, especially stuff like this This bullshit, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Every few, you know, it seems like every few months now, somebody's coming up with some new theory. or nothing. It is what it is. It ain't no theory. Everybody kind of knows who shot Biggie Smalls. Right. Everybody kind of knows that thing ain't for me to say right now, but I think everybody knows. You know what I mean? Um, And I think it's something that, in this context anyway, needs to be just kind of left alone.
5: Everybody knows that was in a position to know. Like, if you're from the streets, you figure this stuff out because you know how the gangsters work, you know how that culture works. But everybody doesn't know, and there's a, a large majority of people out there who aren't familiar with those kind of dynamics. And so... You guys know Sharitha Knight. Mm -hmm. You guys know Reggie Wright Jr. Mm -hmm. Well, if you accept this theory, those guys are murderers.
4: Yeah, and that's not cool because one thing about it, Reggie Wright didn't have nothing to do with that. Reggie Wright Jr. had nothing to do with that. Sharitha Knight had nothing to do with that. Everybody knows who did
5: this. And the other 40, 50 people that that are necessary for this conspiracy to take place. And that's what the general public doesn't do the critical thinking to recognize how difficult this is on that level of a that level of a scale. Where cops and DAs and U.S. attorneys and FBI agents and everybody's collaborating together yeah, to pull well, this you know, off.
4: And this guy's just thought of this whole monolithic conspiracy that the FBI is this cover up going on over here. It, it's like, there's something like Osama bin Laden. Like, we went over and got Osama bin Laden. There's some shit like this. So. No, no disrespect to Biggie. Biggie was a rapper. Mm -hmm. He was a rapper. He wasn't no threat to national security. He didn't have, you know, it wouldn't have been no reason. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Mm And so they keep coming up with these just these grand conspiracies, man. It's almost like laughable. You know what I mean?
5: It is, but it's also hurtful because. Oh, it's very hurtful. Now, if you're on the receiving end of those false allegations, that affects your life, your reputation, and how people look at you.
4: Yeah, it is, and you know the thing is, man. Reggie cut a lot of beef, man, because you know there's people out there that love these. They love these rappers. These rappers are forever immortalized in some of these people's minds, man, and um, they love them a great deal. So they send, their reg- send their Reggie emails talking just, you know, pretty much hitting them with everything they could. But the kitchen sink, and um, it's not cool because Reggie's minding his own business. These dudes need to kind of mind their own. It's not cool. Especially to accuse somebody of this, you know, something like this, right here. Because the thing is, murder don't have a statute of limitations. So pretty much, what you're doing, you're playing with people's livelihoods and freedom. You know, people need to just move on, move on from this, man. Because it's really destroying a bunch of lives at the end of the day.
5: And it's causing it's causing further confusion for Valletta Wallace, who is like the last standing victim in all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, faith aside, you know, Valletta Wallace should have had clarity in what happened to her son and and so much noise got in the way so much confusion got in the way that led her to a a place where she's never going to have definitive answers she's never going to have that peace of mind of knowing exactly what happened because there's too much bullshit in the way and you know you've got to just you've got to be able to look at the things for what they were, instead of what you want them to be, or what your preconceived notions are about how it went down. You've got to look at the facts and the evidence only, and they'll let that determine what your, you know,
4: what your conclusions are. Well, man, you know, you guys heard it, man. Gene, you have my phone number. Feel free to hit me, man, if you want to rebuttal this and everything. Uh Mr. Carson, like I said, you're more than welcome to come on, but I I think that what you're selling is a bunch of bullshit, and I think you need to leave it alone, man. All right. We signing off. Peace. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effects Podcast Network.
1: Got my PrevNar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect.
0: I'm 19, strong.
1: And asthmatic, and at higher risk